Hey, uh, Mr. Eyebar stuck in the sleeve. Just look at you. Something's wrong over here. The battle droids will surely capture you. Or worse, me. Not with this on. They still won't be recognizing me. You can't be serious. Come on, Three Soul. We can do it. I have a very bad feeling about this. It's time for Send in the Clones. Join your hosts, Buto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the Clone Army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode! In the lead up to Season 7 of The Clone Wars, Bucho and Robbie take a look back at some of their favorite and most memorable arcs and episodes from the first six seasons! Hey Chips, it's your old buddy Bucho. I'm my first ever watch of The Clone Wars. And next to me in the dropship, on his third ever watch of The Clone Wars, he's the Anakin Tamar Soka. It's your trusty pal, Robbie. Hello, everyone. And we are going to talk about our top five episodes and our top five arcs of the first six seasons of The Clone Wars. So, Robbie, let's kick this straight off with you letting us know what was your fifth favorite episode in the first six seasons of The Clone Wars. You know, this has been very difficult to try to nail down my favorites. There's so many really, really good episodes. And even even some that I'm like, I'm a little surprised. You know, some of them kind of jumped up higher than I originally thought they were. But I'm just going to start. My number five is going to be Night Sisters. Boom. That was a big episode for me, too. Yeah, there's something about that one. And for me, I, I want to clarify... Maybe these aren't like, you know, the five quote-unquote best of all time, you know, all that kind of thing. These are my favorite episodes that kind of highlight something really important to me. And for me, this one is, was the the episode that I can really kind of point to and say that it made Asajj Ventress important to me. And I wanted to see more about her and I wanted, you know, I cared about her character. So for me, that's kind of why uh, I picked this one. Yeah, that's a top-notch episode, Robbie. My number five is Season 1, Episode 20, Innocence mm. of Ryloth. That's Waxer and Boyle and Numa and the magic of their relationship slowly developing. The way that Boyle in particular started off not really connecting with the Twi'leks and not really feeling that they were, you know, worthy of the of the clones' efforts to go in and risk their lives to save them. And Numa... And the guidance of Waxer, in a way, also showed him that, you know, Twi'leks are people too. And so that connection, that sort of cross-species connection, was just so sweet. And it was one of my favorite episodes in an arc I liked a lot. So let's go on to our number four, Robbie. What was your number four episode in the first six seasons of The Clone Wars? My number four is going to be The Mandalore Plot. It kind of introduces us to a lot of different ideas that are important to Clone Wars as a whole. And, uh, I mean, gosh, it's important to, to Star Wars now. You know, I mean, it's moving forward, you know. I mean, this was the introduction to Pre Vizsla, to Satine. For me, it's it's kind of like that one episode that I can point to that says, yep, this is the start of something amazing. You get to see Obi-Wan with Satine and, and with their kind of their relationship it's kind of fun and then of course you know you've got the the introduction of the uh the dark saber i mean it's just uh yeah man it's just one of my favorites 
My number four is season two, episode five, Landing at Point Rain. And this and Innocence of Ryloth, I could almost have as a fourth equal. I mean, Innocence of Ryloth definitely has more heart, but there's something about the way that Landing at Point Rain felt so ludicrously epic. For 22 minutes of a show, it's maybe the most epic episode in the entire run, just in terms of the spectacle. And it's brutal. It's tough. It shows that they were serious about telling a story about war. It's Star Wars. It's the Clone Wars. And this episode, more than any other for me, put the war into the Clone Wars. So let's go on to our episode threes, Robbie. What was your number three episode of the first six seasons of the Clone Wars? Well, for me, it's kind of, you know, piggybacking on the Mandalore plot. It's the lawless. It's seeing Maul at kind of the top of his game. And then see him almost immediately taken down 12 notches, you know, by Sidious. I mean, that was just, to me, that was a really, uh, it was just an important episode because it was just so many different things were coming together right then. And you kind of have to think about Obi-Wan and you're just insanely impressed with him as a character. What he has to go through. Poor guy has been beaten down. I mean, (laughs) probably more than any character in all of Star Wars and he never turned to the dark side. I mean it's just it's just one of those things. So for me this one was it was just an amazing episode. There's so much happened. I mean it felt like twelve episodes. I mean it was just I mean if you if you really sit down and think about everything that happens in there, it's just insane. So for me, yeah, that's my uh that's my number three. Yeah, one of the things we talked about, especially through that arc, is that one of the challenges that Clone Wars has with these characters who we know will turn up in Episode 3 and who we know survive is coming up with some sort of stakes for them. And so if the stakes for them are not death, because we know they're going to survive, then suffering is pretty high stakes too. (laughs) And the show puts Obi-Wan through a lot, and that episode in particular is a really top-notch example of that kind of storytelling. My number three is Season 4, Episode 19, Massacre. It's a tough, tough episode. It's really a downer episode. Yeah. And it's things going from bad to worse for Ventress. I was surprised when I looked back at my ratings how many of my 10 out of 10s were kind of downer episodes, Hmm. you know, given that I'm generally more of a, I'm kind of a goofball of a person. And, you know, I generally prefer comedy to, to drama in a lot of ways. And you know, a lot of the other TV shows I watch, I watch a lot more comedies than dramas. But it was so affecting to see Ventress having to deal with not only being cast out and betrayed by Dooku, but having his betrayal come down upon her and her sisters and her having to lose so much through that episode. It's a heavy episode. It's a dark episode. And it's an episode that seems to resonate through future episodes as well so that was my number three Robbie what was your number two episode of the first six seasons of the Clone Wars well this one's uh I almost feel like it's a little too easy but it's the season one episode one ambush I love this episode I've probably seen this episode I don't know how many times I've seen it, but I've seen it more than your typical, or I guess the the three up to this point. For me, it's important because it was the first time in... Because, I mean, you know, if you think about the way that I watched it, right? I watched the Clone Wars movie first. Was not crazy impressed. Was not... Was like, "Ah, I'm not sure if this is going to be for me. And this episode showed me that, 
yeah, this is something that's going to be for me because Yoda sitting those guys down and talking to them about each of their individual personalities and what they meant to him, it was something that was so important to me. And I just love that episode. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to see from a lore standpoint. This is something that's going to be super important to me. So, yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, that's a great episode, Robbie. It's one that has really stuck with me as well. It's not in my top five, but, you know, it's definitely an honorable mention. It's interesting that we haven't had any overlap yet. Yeah. So I wonder if my number two is going to turn up in your list. My number two is Carnage of Krell, another brutal episode one of the episodes that's based around the clones of course you know which is one of the things this show does so well is to humanize these clones to humanize especially rex and fives and it's a tragic episode it features moments that hit you in the gut and hit you in the heart but also really nice moments of hope when the firing squad chooses not to execute fives and jesse then there's the whole Krell thing coming to a head, a super powerful episode, an episode that, you know, sticks with me when I think back on the show. It's one of the ones that really pops out to me. So that's my number two, Robbie. What was your number one favorite episode of the first six seasons of The Clone Wars? Well, I think for me, it's, uh, well, it's The Wrong Jedi. Snap! Spoiler alert, that's my honor as well, Robbie. Okay. So we share this one. Okay, good. Then we can just talk about it. Because, yeah, it's just so... Everything culminates to this point. And what I love about it is it's a brilliant episode with music, with, the I guess, the revelation that Ahsoka's aware of Anakin's attachments. There's so many questions that come up because of it, but it's it's just it's probably the most emotional episode for me, too. So, so yeah, you tell me. what's uh, What does the Ron Jedi mean to you? Yeah, I can't say it any better, Robbie. I mean, it's... I don't I want to talk about it without spoiling our next couple of episodes, you know, in which we talk about some of the top fives. So I don't want to maybe say too much more than what you've already said. It's just the episode that hits the hardest. It has, you know, powerful moments. It has powerful ramifications for both Ahsoka and for Anakin. And it is, you know, it's the number one episode that when I think back on the whole run so far... That's just the one that sticks out for me. It's the episode that I gave one out of one. And so it's part of that small group of my four 10 out of 10s. The other 10 out of 10, of course, was the Jedi who knew too much. And I didn't want to put that in the top five because I figured I would include landing at Point Rain, which was only a 9 out of 10, just so I wouldn't have two of those Ahsoka arc episodes in there, you know, just to spread the love a little bit. But yeah, I guess I could have had them both in there. So in terms of uh, honorable mentions, I've got the Jedi who knew too much, Night Sisters. Are there any other episodes you want to highlight as episodes that are special to you? I mean, there's, there's, it's weird how, you know, especially when you're kind of looking over the list, I think Innocence of Ryloth really sticks out for me. <laughs> you know, it's weird how certain things come to the top, and I don't know why, but like, Bombad Jedi. <laughs> I think about that one a lot. I think about the things that I took away from the Clone Wars. You know, it gave me new appreciation for existing characters, and it made me sort of fall in love with these some of these new characters, too. I mean, I, I can't tell you what it meant or how weird it was to suddenly be rooting for Jar Jar after <laughs> hating him for years. You know sure. what I mean? It's, yep. it's, it's a strange thing. There's different ones like gosh the art troopers 
sticks out. Yeah. Um, the Padawan arc, right? The gathering in particular. Yes. Yes. Um, of course, it pretty much any, and that's why it was tough for me to even put an Umbara episode in there because it's so tough for me to pick out of those. It's such a. Sure. To me, it's it. I see it as one singular story, so it's it's hard for me to to pick out a singular episode out of it. But wow, you know, even the well, I can't remember. It's Bounty Hunters, isn't it? It's the the one that's based on the Seven Samurai. It's not a great episode, but it's one that I like. It's one that I really. It sticks in my head as one that I remember. It's Hondo being kind of a bad guy, but also... Well, he is a bad guy in that one. <laughs> but it's Hondo... It was the first time that we kind of saw him show this this side where he was almost likable. Right. You know? And it was like, okay, this Hondo character is something else. So, I mean, it's just... It's weird how certain ones, even though they don't... You know, they're, my, they're not my top rated, or some of them aren't as top rated as some of the others. Those are the ones that stick out to me. It's weird. Yeah, I look at through the list as well and think of even things like Blue Shadow Virus. That is an episode from all the way back yeah. in season one and Lear of Grievous too. You know, the yep. common sort of narrative about the show is that it didn't really get good. Or that's I shouldn't say it like that, but, you know, the best episodes are in season three and four. And when I look at my ratings, that's pretty much true. But some of those earlier episodes, and I guess part of it was that I was in a honeymoon phase. I mean, I look at back at my ratings and I gave the theatrical release 8 out of 10, Ravi. So there was definitely a honeymoon phase for me with the show, but seeing things like Lair of Grievous and Blue Shadow Virus and just the way that the show opened up the galaxy for me so much, you know, a lot of those early season one episodes, you know, mean quite a bit to me. So let's go on to our top three arcs, we're going to call it, and... I know that yours is not in any particular order, Robbie, so what I'll say is I've actually got six here that I've noted. I mean, there's a whole ton of <laughs> I do too. good ones, but I've noted six, and I'm going to start with my number three. It is the season one Ryloth arc that starts with Storm over Ryloth, goes through Innocence of Ryloth, and ends with Liberty on Ryloth, and the way that each of the three episodes was so distinct, but told a continuing story with different characters as the main characters in each one. But going through the same campaign, it was the first time. I mean, I really enjoyed the Malevolence arc that was, you know, way back there in season one, at the start of season one. But this Ryloth arc is special. Obviously, Innocence of Ryloth is in there, but Storm over Ryloth, you know, where Ahsoka learns some of her hardest lessons about what it means to lead, about what responsibility is. And Liberty on Ryloth, where Mace connects with the underground insurgent force, you know, led by Cham Sundula. I was humming and harring about whether this should be in my top three you know because there, there are others that i've noted here that possibly could be there but i just wanted to highlight ryloth and i wanted to throw some love for season one so robbie what's the first of your top three arcs well these are in god see that's that's so tough because because what i did is i had listed three and then when you said that you had had six i was looking at some of the other arcs and was like yep that's one of them yep that's a good one that's a good one but the thing is, it's so difficult looking at this list now. Because what I had here for my number three was basically the landing at Point Rain, or the Geonosis arc. I felt like that was a super important arc, mainly because, number one, as you said, I think it's very important to show the, I guess, the brutality of what this show is going to be. Like you said, it was so, like, visceral. And, like, this is really really heavy for a kid show you know but then you get to see ahsoka grow as a character up to this point she was just an okay character but for me this is the arc that made me 
really accept Ahsoka, I guess you could say. I don't know exactly why it was like that, and, and you know, like, wh- wh- why it took me so long, but for me, it just really hit when she was trapped with Barriss and under all that rubble, and you're just kind of like, what's going to happen here, you know? And there was a real sense of, ah, I hope she's, I hope she makes it out. So it's kind of like sometimes there's those episodes that when a character gets into trouble that you don't realize how much you like them until you see them in, in kind of dire trouble, you know what I mean? And that was what that arc did for me. Yeah, I had, originally I had a top five and I had Geonosis arc at number five. And when I look at my ratings, that's three eight out of tens and a nine out of ten. And the Ryloth arc is two eight out of tens and a nine out of ten. So the reason that I put Ryloth higher was really just because of that innocence of Ryloth sort of central section just that that episode was more special but you know i mean these these rankings are a little bit arbitrary but i yeah i obviously put landing at point rain in one of my top five episodes and all three of the other episodes were strong for me so i'm right with you there robbie my second favorite arc my number two ranked arc it's umbara from season four that is three nine out of tens and a ten out of ten for me obviously the ten out of ten being carnage of corral i don't know even how to I mean, what do I say about it? We've already talked about Carnage of Krell and what that meant, and the other three episodes are such strong yeah. lead-ins to it. You know, we get Hard Case coming to, to light and coming to life as this comedic character that sort of brings in the fun through what's a really dark arc, and I don't know how much more to say about him, Barra, how much more to say than we've already said, you know, without being repetitive, but Robbie, what is the second of your top three arcs? I mean, is Umbara one of them? Well, this is going to be a surprise. <laughs> if it's Umbara, let's talk about Umbara. <laughs> the surprise is the Umbara arc is my number two. Yeah, it's my number two as well. The thing about this arc that, you know, along with that Geonosis arc, it shows a brutality of war that was very unexpected. I mean, it's just, it's such a great, great arc. And Krell is somebody you love to hate. It's got it all. And not to mention how beautiful those, you know, even the, even with all the violence, it's, it's, they're beautifully animated episodes. It's just one of my favorites. So yeah, right there with you on that one. Yeah. The notion of the clones being really stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know, not just dealing with an enemy that wants them dead, but with a a leader who at first we think that he just doesn't care whether they die. And then later we find out he's actively trying to put them in harm's way. Yeah, super powerful arc, and I'm sure that my number one is going to be pretty similar to your number one, and it'll be very predictable. That's that season five Ahsoka arc, 517 to 520 Sabotage, the Jedi who knew too much to catch a Jedi, the wrong Jedi, all named as sort of tributes to Hitchcock, a very tense arc, a very meaningful arc, and just a very consequential arc for Ahsoka Tano. Is that your... Number one is about Robbie? It's not. Whoa! And the reason that I don't... Now, I love the arc. Trust me. I love the arc. But I'm picking different ones for different reasons. Sure. It's definitely... Look, it's it's listed in my list of, of six arcs here that I love. But the... So it's not... It's got to be Wack and Gascon, right? I thought if it's not Ahsoka, then it's Wack and Gascon. Am I right there or am I wrong again? That's it. You got it. <laughs> no, that not that one. No. It's weird how, as I said, I think those were my least favorite episodes the first time I watched the series. But then it didn't even come close to my least favorite. I think my least favorite um, now are the uh, 
Gosh, I mean, I hate to say it, Wait, but... Wait, can I guess? Go ahead. Was it Prince Lee Cha? Yep, that's it. Yeah. I just, I just, I just don't... It doesn't connect with me. And it, it doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. But the one that I'm going to pick here is kind of a cheat. It's Maul's Return. Boom. But more than that, it's the Mandalore arc. I love him taking over. Who would have guessed that they would have brought Maul back? So, I mean, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think of those that really have that real impact. It's just like, oh my gosh, that's such a, it's such a big thing for Star Wars as a whole. So, look, I love Ahsoka. I love her arc. I love seeing, well, I don't love seeing her go through that, all, all of that stuff, but it's definitely up there as one of my favorite arcs, but I just, I got to put that mall arc in there. Yeah, good call, Robbie. You zigged when I, <laughs> when I thought you were going to zag on that one, and that's fun. Being a little bit unpredictable, that's uh, that's what it's all about. So hopefully the troops out there enjoyed that as well. And so let's highlight some other honorable mentions here. I've got Night Sisters in there. That were two 9 out of 10s sandwiched around a 6 out of 10 and so that's a couple of super strong episodes and that Beatrice has been one of the characters I've been most intrigued by along the way and so that was a real strong arc obviously Geonosis I've already mentioned and then something that when I look back over the series that sort of surprised me that kept on coming up and had more of an effect than I thought it might at the time was the Kadavo arc the Zygerian Slaver arc Mm. all three episodes I rated it 8 out of 10 and the way that it tied back into Anakin's early life and his attitude to slavers and the way that i mean (laughs) we've already mentioned it that puts obi-wan through the ringer maybe second after him losing satine you know obi-wan gets beat up so bad in the kadavo arc and so that was another one of those stories that made my heart really go out to obi-wan but let's talk about uh whether you have any other honorable mentions you want to mention robbie well yeah the mention uh, those mentions yeah i will mention the mentions for sure the Ahsoka arc is definitely in there. Like I said, I just, for me, it's the impact was greater seeing Maul return. But again, we all were, like as, as we talked about when we reviewed it, we didn't know what was going to happen with Ahsoka. And the idea that that is how she sort of avoided Order 66, of course, now with Season 7, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what we're going to see. But uh, at the time, it was just an, an amazing way to take her out of the story. And, I mean, it was amazing. And then, of course, I've got the Mortis arc. I know you, you're not a huge fan <laughs> of the Mortis arc, but... Well, hey, let me take this opportunity. Let me. I'm going to butt in here. Let me take the opportunity to say I do really like what it was trying to say, if that makes sense. I, and I'm glad the show tried it and... Obviously, a lot of people do love it. So when I say it doesn't work, obviously, it's a very subjective thing. And I respect the show for trying out something so off the beaten path. And so, I mean, I mean, I think one of those episodes was the first I said doesn't feel like Star Wars. But, you know, in a lot of ways, I respect it for that. And I like the message. And I like how, you know, George did try and clarify what the Force meant and how he sees, you know, that basically the dark side is selfishness and the light side is selflessness and if you go too far one way or too far the other way it's just not a good way to be so you know i was hard on mortis i remember i did like the first episode of yeah. mortis i gave overlords an eight out of ten and so that's an episode that i really did enjoy and that i would re-watch and so yeah 
I probably I probably still come down a little bit too hard on Mortis and in my memory it's not one of those ones that I think man I need to watch that arc again but you know I'm just interrupting when you should be the one paying tribute to, to it because uh, you obviously got it more than I did well it's it's not even I don't know for me the Mortis arc is important because to me it's a another element of the sort of weirdness I guess of the force that we hadn't really seen before I shouldn't say weirdness, it's just like another side of it, a deeper side of it. And to me, the Night Sisters are sort of, that whole arc is important too. It's not on my list, but that is important too because it introduces this almost otherworldly, it broadened the view of the Force as we knew it. And to be able to see that this is something that Lucas always had in mind, it's just really, really interesting to see. And especially when you look at some of the concept art for episode one, you know, you see the Mother Talzin concept in there. So the idea of a Sith witch, that whole idea, the Night Sisters, it was there and it's and it had always been there. And to, to be able to see this expansion of what we knew of the Force and the Force characters or Force uh, users was really, really interesting to see. Which leads to my other honorable mention, which is Yoda's journey arc. The last three ep- or four episodes, I guess you could say, of season six. Those are really important to me because that's how I see the Force. And it's the way that I see the way the Force works. Which has also broadened my enjoyment of some of the other movies. And lessened some of my enjoyment of some other movies. Just for that reason, because it really depends on how, you know, you view the Force. And if you view the Force the way that it's, to me, the way that it's described in the Mortis arc, Night Sisters arc, the Yoda arc, some things will make a lot more sense and some things won't. And it, it really just depends on your on your viewpoint, where you stand. Well, I definitely stand with you on enjoying that Yoda arc, Robbie. Yeah, that was a... That's a special arc with uh, some special moments from obviously one of our favorite characters of all time. And that is mission accomplished for our top five episodes and arcs. And so, Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know if they have any top five episodes, top five arcs, they want to shoot our way, what are our communications channels? We are Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, and Instagram. That's B-U-C-H-O-A-N-D-R-O-B-B-Y. Yes, sir. And of course, the troops can join us again next time for our top five characters in the first six seasons of the Clone Wars. And until then, this is your old buddy, Bucho, alongside your trusty pal, Robbie. And we are out. Remember, you can support sending the clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or any other podcast platform. And Bucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Bucho and Robbie at gmail.com. Force will be with you, always.